Good day, everybody, and thank you for the opportunity to share God's word with you today. And I pray that the word will be a real encouragement to you today, wherever you may find yourself. Before we start, I'd just like to dedicate this time to the Lord and open up in prayer. Father, we just want to thank you that we can come together to listen to your word today. Father God, we thank you for where we are right now. We thank you that through your Holy Spirit, you can speak into each one of our lives through the truth of your word. So, Father God, may the words that I speak now be the words from you. I speak your truth, and I speak in humility, and may I speak in love. And Holy Spirit, will you work in each one of our lives? So we want to thank you for this time. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. In John 21, verse 6, we read, Then he said, Throw out your net on the right side of the boat, and you'll get some. So they did, and they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. See how we find that the disciples had gone out to go fishing. They were fishermen by profession. And at this time of scripture, it's just after the arrest, the trial, and the crucifixion of Jesus. And at this time, they must have felt lost and insecure about their future, but they returned to something that they know well and feel secure in. They went fishing at night. This was a time fed by fishermen at the time, because they were almost certain of a good catch. But this night, they caught nothing. In verse 4, we read, Early in the morning, Jesus was standing on the shore. But the disciples did not recognize that it was him. He calls out to them, asking if they have caught any fish, to which they reply no. Then in verse 6, throw out your net on the right side of the boat and you'll get some. So they did, and they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. So Jesus calls out to them, saying to them, why don't you throw your net over to the right side of the boat? And there's two questions for us today. In your life at this moment, If you know God is calling you to the other side of the boat, why are you still throwing out your net on the same side? As we think about this, I would like to take some time to look at two areas. Firstly, what keeps you from walking to the other side of the boat? And secondly, what do you need to do to walk to the other side of the boat? So the first part, what keeps you from walking to the other side of the boat? And there are three things I'd like to look at, three things that often hold us back from moving forward, from getting up and walking to the other side of the boat. And the first one is sin. Romans 3 verse 23, for everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. So sin separates us from God, but Jesus came to restore this. In 1 John 1 verse 9, but if we confess our sins to him, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Without forgiveness of sins, we will always be on the wrong side of the boat. But Jesus came to set us free. He came to give us life. He gave his life so that we could have life. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. So in your life at this moment, is God calling you to himself? calling you to the other side of the boat, calling you out from darkness into his light. In your life at this moment, is there sin in your life that you need to confess or sin that leaves you feeling guilty, thinking, Lord, how can you forgive me again? Ephesians 2 verse 8 and 9, God saved you by his grace when you believed and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done so no one can boast about it. So we can't let sin hold you back from the other side of the boat. We can't let the lies from the devil hold you back from the other side of the boat. God's grace is sufficient for all. 
The second one we want to look at is two small words. Two words that we often use in the negative and two small words that really hold us back in our lives. And those two small words are what if. What if dot dot dot. I fail, I make a mistake, I heard wrong, I don't have the time, I don't have the skills. What if? Hebrews 11 verse 6, it says, and it is impossible to please God without faith. The third point I look at is comparison. So comparison is defined as an estimate or the similarities or dissimilarities between two things or two people. Theodore Roosevelt put it this way. He said, comparison is the thief of joy. And Craig Rochelle's quote says, the fastest way to kill something special is to compare it to something else. And I know comparison is a, a struggle in my life because I so often compare myself to other people around me, people I know, people I don't really know, or people that I associate with or listen to or read about. I often compare my life to theirs or their gifting to my gifting and think, Lord, I can't do it because I don't have what they have or I'm not like they are. So, so often we compare ourselves to others and compare ourselves in a negative way, a way in which we lack or perceive what we do not have, what somebody else will have, and we'll say, I can't, I'm not like so-and-so, I do not have those skills, abilities, or talents. Psalm 139, 13-14 says, For you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made, your works are wonderful. So when we look at these three areas of our life, sin, what if, and comparison, those three areas often hold us back from getting up to walk to the other side of the boat. And if we look at those three areas of life, the, most of them are about three people. And those three people are me, myself, and I. And the three areas that keep us back from the Lord, away from crossing to the other side of the boat. And most of those things, the sin, the what if, and the comparison, always have to do with I, and not to do with God or to trust in God. So what do we need to do to walk to the other side of the boat? I want to have a look at four areas that we need in our lives. And these four areas are, are similar and dissimilar in a way, but they all work together. And we need each one of them so we can cross to the other side of the boat. The first one is courage. So courage is the choice and the willingness to confront or do something. And courage is a heart word. Courage needs to start in your heart. It needs to pick you up and move you. Courage needs to pick you up so that you can move to the other side of the boat. So when Elijah confronted King Ahab and challenged all the bold prophets, that took great courage. When Moses confronted Pharaoh, asking the Israelites to be set free, that took great courage. Joshua 1 verse 9 says, be strong and courageous. So it takes courage on your part to get up, to make the decision to follow God, to move to the other side of the boat. 1 Chronicles 28 20 be strong and courageous and do the work. Don't be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord my God is with you. He will not fail you nor forsake you. The second one I want to look at is faith. So God calls us to have faith. So without faith, it is impossible to please God. Often our walk to the other side of the boat is, is not defined or definite. We know God is calling us, but we do not have all of the specifics. Hebrews 11 verse 1 Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. So we need to have faith after courage to take that first step towards the other side of the boat. 
And how do we know as we take that first step? Proverbs 3 verse 6, seek his will in all you do, and he'll show you which path to take. The third part we want to look at is obedience. If God has called us, as in the passage in John 21 verse 6, the disciples obeyed. At times the word obedience is often seen as a negative word or a punishing word. And most of the time we don't really want to be obedient or obey somebody. It seems to go against our grain. But obedience to God is to honor God, to submit to God. And obedience is more important to God than if I do all the rituals of being a Christian. 1 Samuel 15 verse 22. But Samuel replied, what is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice? Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice. If God has called you to the other side of the boat, we need to obey. God is calling you for a reason and for a purpose. And the fourth one you want to look at is trust. As you walk to the other side of the boat, you need to trust in the Lord. It may not be an easy walk. You may, may, you may face many challenges, many tests, many trials, and even many disappointments. It may not look like or work out the way you had perceived or planned in your mind, and it may take much longer than what you anticipated. Proverbs 3 verse 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Psalm 56 verse 3 to 4, but when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. I praise God for what he has promised. I trust in God, so why should I be afraid? So we need those four areas in our life. We need courage to stand up. We need courage in heart. We need faith to take that first step. We need to be obedient to God's calling upon our lives. And we need to trust in God as we take that journey across to the other side of the boat. So it leaves us with a question is, how do I know when God is calling me to the other side of the boat? And just to share personally from my own experience, when God called me to go to the other side of the boat in the area of my life where I really felt he was calling me but unsure, there's almost like this feeling there's something inside of you that you know God is calling you. You may not fully understand what it is. You just know that it's there. And often God would lay those things on your heart. He would give you visions for the future, um, dream things or think things, or think ahead towards something. And I think those are all things that God lays upon your heart to prepare you for what he's got in store for you. And when God called me to walk to the other side of the boat, it was something I'd never think I would ever do in my entire life. It's not the person I am. It's not within my character. It just really wasn't within almost my DNA, I can say, because I'm not that type of person. And what I'm talking about is to share the word of God like I'm doing at the moment. It's always been the great desire within me. I never knew why. Um, I've been there for many years. Nothing really happened. But it was always there. It never went away. And I think that is knowing when God is calling you. It's something inside you that never goes away. It's always there. It's always stirring. But in the time that God is working through your life, it took a lot of patience on my side because I wasn't ready when I thought I was ready or when I wanted to be ready. It took a long time to work that through. But God kept stirring it up within my life. And if I look back now, I can see where God placed me, where God used me in different areas to give me the skills, the abilities, and talents that I needed to be able to do this. So God will confirm those things in your life. And he'll confirm it in many ways. He won't just confirm it through a yearning in your heart or with inside of you. He'll confirm it through his word. He'll confirm it through a message you might listen to, a devotional you read, through a worship song, through somebody sharing a word with you, 
someone praying for you or just someone coming to you and say, hey, I really believe God, this is what God wants you to do. So all those things work together and we need to be obedient to seek after God. Ask God, spend time with God and trust God that he will confirm this in our lives. And it is a, a wonderful journey to go on to walk to the other side of the boat. As you said earlier, um, walking to the other side of the boat may not always work out exactly how we planned or thought, but it always works out according to God's plan and purpose that he has for our life. And it always works out at exactly the time that God needs us. And we need to be patient in, the, in those times of our life. And God takes us on many journeys as we go across to the other side of the boat. I think often we think just walking to the other side as the fisherman did, it's just maybe three or four steps and you cast your net out. But often it might take a, a long time in your life. And that's where the obedience, the trust, courage and the faith comes in that we need to have. If we have a look at, at three areas, so what God is calling you to will always stay true to his character, his attributes and his words. And this goes back to the question is, how do you know when God is calling you to the other side of the boat? So what God is calling you to will always be stay true to his character, his attributes and his words. Hebrews 13, verse 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 2 Timothy 3, 16, all scripture is breathed out by God. Secondly, we need to seek God. Hebrews 11, verse 6, God rewards those who sincerely seek him. Thirdly, we need to ask for wisdom. James 1, verse 5, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. And fourthly, we need to confirm it with one of those godly, mature Christian people that you have in your life. Proverbs 15, verse 22. Without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. So today, is God calling you to the other side of the boat? Calling you out from an old life to a new life in Christ? Is he calling you to join a church? Calling you to start a prayer group? Calling you to forgive someone? Calling you to accept forgiveness? calling you to start that devotional book you always wanted to write, calling you to go on that missions trip you've always dreamt about, calling you to start the soup kitchen, calling you to give your time for orphans, calling you to dot, dot, dot. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. And Romans 8 28, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good, of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Whatever God is calling you to the other side of the boat, he has a plan and a purpose for your life. When you walk across to the other side of the boat to do what God is calling you to do, it is to reflect his glory, to shine his light for others to see. It is never for yourself. It is to serve others. But in doing this, you fulfill what God has placed within you. And that brings us great encouragement and hope. Ephesians 3 verse 19 to 20. All glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. So today as you think of those words and you think of your life, is there anything that God is calling you to get up from the one side of the boat and to go to the other side of the boat? And I really pray that you would take some time in the weeks or the days that lie ahead just spend time with the Lord. Seek after God. Ask God, Lord, is there something that you're calling me to? Is there something I need to do differently? Is there something I need to change? Is there something where you're actually calling me to go and start something or do something or just say something to somebody? And all of those things will work together. 
And I really believe that God calls each one of us at different times in our life to different areas to walk across to the other side of the boat um, for whatever that may be for you. And I pray that you'll have the courage to do that. You'll trust God, you'll be obedient, and you'll be faithful. And God has great things planned for each one of us. So, Father God, we just want to thank you for this time. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the truth of your word. We thank you, as we read in your word earlier, Father God, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever, that you never change. Lord, we thank you again that you've got a plan and a purpose for each one of us, Father God. May we truly seek after that, Lord. May we really set time aside in our lives to really seek after you, to find out where you want us to be, what you want us to be doing, and do we need to walk to the other side of the boat for according or the plan or the purpose that you have for our life. Father God, if we on the wrong side of the boat, Lord, may we have the courage to get up and walk across. If we're halfway on the journey, Lord, may you give us the faith to continue. And Father God, if we're on the right side of the boat, doing what you're calling us to doing, may we continue to be obedient to you and to trust in you for everything. So Father, we thank you for this time together and we give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. In the name of Jesus, amen. You call me out upon the waters The great unknown Where feet may fail And there I find you in the mystery In oceans deep My faith will Feed me fair.